Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Um, this is going to be different, and you will know why here in a second. So to get it going, here's Johnny. Okay, well, uh, the the week was pretty uneventful as far as news goes until we get to Wednesday. So mm-hmm. let me let me set the stage because. There's no other news we're going to talk about. We're just going to have this one discussion point because we're going to go on for a few minutes. So let's see. Let's start back in back in March. All right. WWE, they released Andrade, which is something he, he wanted for a while, but they finally gave it to him like right, uh, right after Fastlane in March. So then we get to... The week following WrestleMania, that when they have their their main main roster releases, which included like uh, Samoa Joe, the Iconics, uh, you know Chelsea Green, Wesley Blake, Bo Dallas, Mickey James, Kalisto. So that's April. Then last week, which was the final week in May. They released over 30 office uh, people from front office and executives, which uh, Nick Khan, who is the, who is now the, the president, uh, decided, 
uh, decided to consolidate departments mainly in like with the uh, the network uh, digital side along with uh, social media to consolidate date them into one one department which he's now over and by the way he's also now uh, on the board of directors so he's become the second powerful man in WWE and then this week on the second day of June there was another round of cuts so if you if you look at it this way we've had four straight months where they've released at least one person this week's releases included some pretty surprising names uh, maybe a couple names who uh, some people maybe weren't as a surprise but then there were those that were so i'm going to go through this one by one and then i'm going to i'm going to say what i have to say and i'm going to let you guys say what you have to say <clears throat> so let's start off with uh, probably the most surprising name on the list which is braun Strowman. braun Strowman, who just two weeks ago was in the main event at wrestleback mania lash for the wwe title <laughs> against lashley and and mcintyre uh, Braun, you know, in the past, he's first going back to 2017. He had a, a, a he had a, a great feud with uh, Roman Reigns. You know, we saw him actually. Freddie and I saw him at at Great Balls Fire in an ambulance match. You know, he turned over ambulances. He he pulled down scaffoldings with with a with a grappling hook. And, you know that that was that was a good year for him. That led to the Fatal Four Way SummerSlam with along with Lesnar and uh, Reigns and Samoa Joe. Uh, the following year, uh, they teamed him up at WrestleMania with uh, with the ten year old uh, Nicholas. Which, okay, I'm gonna break the fourth wall. Nicholas was not a random fan he picked. Nicholas was the son of John Cone, who is WWE referee. He's also a WWE executive. So they knew what they were doing. All right. Later on that summer, they, they gave him the Money in the Bank briefcase, called him Monster in the Bank, which, uh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> and uh, which, you know, he, he actually challenged Reigns for the title at Hell in a Cell. You know, he used his his cash in brock lesnar inter interfered in the match which somehow caused a dq or or no contest which not supposed to happen um in cage matches anyway or hell in the cell matches <clears throat> then fast forward to november the uh, in, in saudi arabia it was going to be a triple threat with reigns and 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 Lesnar and Braun for the for the Universal title, but then Reigns uh, left with his leukemia diagnosis, so he had to vacate the title. So it ended up being Braun and Lesnar. And in that match, fucking Baron Corbin interfered, and well, he distracted the or the referee was distracted while he uh, 
you know, he, he beat up Braun and caused, which caused Lesnar to win the title. Then we got, yeah. So, <laughs> you, bless you. Thank so, you. you know, <laughs> just fast forward to this year, you know, uh, like I said, he was, he beat he beat Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. All right, that's actually that's a big deal when you beat the, you beat the bots of son at WrestleMania because like five different people have done it. <laughs> Shane never wins, um, but then yeah, like I said, they threw him into the into the title picture. So ten days after he main evented that match with with uh, uh, Lashley. And Drew, which was probably the best match that night, he's released. The main reason for this release and all the other releases I'm about to get to, budget cuts, of course. Because uh, back in 2019, uh, Braun signed a $1.2 million contract. So he was a millionaire. He still is a millionaire. So they, they had to cut his contract. All right, next on the list, Alistair Black. Alistair Black just, he just pulled the trigger on the storyline. They had him, uh, you know, they had these vignettes on SmackDown for, for months that saying, oh, he's, he's created this new character. This is a dark, dark father character. And, he, you know, just like two weeks ago on SmackDown, you know, the fate of four-way for the IC title. You know, Big E was about to win that match. You know, all of a sudden, the lights change. Through the fog comes out. Alistair gets in the ring. Uh, Black masses Big E, which lets Apollo retain the title. So he was about to go into a feud with Big E. That's not going to happen now because you, you've released him. And, you know, hopefully, you know, all the rumors about Zelina back in WWE. I hope they're not true. I mean, I, I know she was seen at the performance center, but I've, I've also heard it was only shoot stuff for the next 2K game, which I, I don't. I don't want her in the new 2K game. If that can, that's how they treat them. <clears throat> so he's out. Next we have Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot was a part of the, uh, the Riot Squad along with Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan was part of last April's releases. Now Ruby Riot's gone, which leaves only Liv Morgan, which means there's no more no more Riot Squad because she was the namesake. So now she can go back to being Heidi Lovelace, which was her indie name, and I know she'll find she'll find a, a better home. Next, we have Lana. Lana is, I, I mean, I'll be honest, it's one of those that I said wasn't going to be as surprising, but it happened anyway. Uh, Lana was a part of a tag team with Naomi, and they were in, they were just in a match last Monday on Raw against Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose for the the winner would get, would get a title shot against uh, Natalia and Tamina. They lost, but... No, they won. Oh, they did? 
Yes. See, yeah. uh, see. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, anyway, well, that makes it even worse. They won the match. So who's going to team with No, they didn't. The no, they didn't. Never mind. No, I told you. Damn it. <laughs> We're trying to confuse me. I, I, knew, I, I knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was right. So, yeah, anyway. So now that that team's broken up, Y'all know how many tag teams there are right now in the women's tag division on, on, on WWE, the main roster one? There's only three active teams. There's Nia and Shayna. There's the champions Natalia and Tamina. And then there's uh, there's Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. That's all you have left, three teams. And now that, Mandy, now that Ruby Riot's gone, on SmackDown, you only have six active women on the roster. You have the tag champs. You have Bianca, Bailey, and I know I had them in my head. Carmella. Car yes, thank you. Carmella and Liv Morgan. And Sasha's out right now, so when she comes back, there's seven. That, that Yeah, so... All right, moving on. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this. <clears throat> Buddy Murphy, or, or Murphy as they called him. <clears throat> you know, a couple of years ago, three years ago, in fact, at WrestleMania, uh, the, the year that Freddie and I went to New Orleans, he, he defended the, the Cruiserweight title. And, you know, the last big feud he had was in 20, 2018. He actually beat he beat Roman Reigns. Yeah, he he was in. Remember that storyline where it was like, like who, you know, who who who's trying to kill Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. just because he accidentally got into the shot in the background when when the when those boxes or whatever fell on Roman. So you know they thought it might have been him, which led to the match when. When he he was uh, beaten uh, by Murphy, so then he gets shuffled to Raw in, in the draft, and when he had he actually had a, had a great feud with Alistair. They had some pretty good matches on Raw, and then one night on Raw, uh, Alistair beats him, and he's still out there ringside when the when the main event happens, which was Seth Rollins and the AOP against. Uh, Kevin Owens, Mojo, and the Big Show, and that's the night that Murphy helped uh, Seth Rollins win that match by low blowing the Big Show, and that's when he joined uh, Seth Rollins' um, Messiah uh, crew. Out of those the seven people that were in that match, the only ones that are left are Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Samojo was released. AOP was released. Big Show thankfully got away. He's in AEW now. Uh, and yeah, Murphy was just released. Just to make you, I, I, I bet you probably didn't even, <laughs> didn't even think about that. Huh? <laughs> All right. And finally, Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, uh, she. She hadn't been on screen in in a long time. Um, I, I think uh, 
I think maybe last year sometime. She might have been on SmackDown a couple times. But, uh, which, by the way, she was actually supposed to debut on this week's SmackDown. There, They had something for her. Not anymore. You're gone, too. Okay. Now I've gone through the list. I'm tired of this company. I'm I'm tired of them, and you know I know we hit the thing last month or whatever it was when we said we weren't going to watch Raw. We lasted only two weeks. I'm, I feel like I'm done again. I, I really don't feel like watching the shows anymore. Because if this is how they're going to treat people, nobody should have to watch their shows anymore. In fact, I'm going to go right now. Just call it. I'm going to say, I'm going to start a new hashtag here. Hashtag boycott WWE. I'm calling for a global boycott. Don't watch their shows anymore. Don't buy their merchandise. And for God's sakes, don't buy tickets to their live events. They don't deserve to have fans if they don't want to treat their workers the right way. How, how the hell can you tell me that you're doing budget cuts when you just had your most profitable year ever. All right, you didn't go on the road at all last year, so you didn't have to pay for travel. Well, they don't pay for travel anyway. Shit. They they didn't have to pay for buildings. They didn't have to pay for all the, the extra stuff that they pay for when they go on the road. You know, they only had pet to rent out one, one facility facility at a time. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Don't watch the programming anymore. And I'm not, I, I understand I'm on a podcast when, where we rely on watching the shows to tell you what's happening. But I'm going to rely on other people to tell me what happens now. I, 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 might, I might talk about what's happened on the show just based on what I've heard. So that's it. All right. So now that I've said my piece, I'm going to let you guys take over because I know you got stuff to say too. I'm going to go ahead and go with Andrew first. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's your opinion, our podcast is going to be very short the next for a while. <laughs> well, no, I can still discuss with y'all. I can, you know what? And I'm, they're still going to be on my DVR. If if I hear something that I feel like is worth watching, I'll go back and watch it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to. I may not watch it live anymore, but I, I, I will still know what's going to what's going to happen. I'll still watch the pay reviews. Yeah. Like I said, Thursday morning, after this all happened on Wednesday, I'm just confused as everybody else of what the hell this company is doing. And I think I had, I think I figured it out what's happening. Yeah. Vince is into dementia. 
and everybody's <laughs> afraid to talk to him and tell him because they know if they talk to him, they'll be fired next. So they're all scared of Vince and his dementia. That's the only thing it can possibly be. So, well, like I said, actually, we're all we're all, yeah. all confused. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to talk about something else. So I've heard the reason that this is happening. The reason they've been releasing all these all these people the last few months, the rumor is that the company is about to be sold. And there's I've heard there's a few buyers out there. It could be Fox, it could be Disney, NBC, Amazon. You know, uh, and that because that's what happens in the business world when they're they're about to sell to a different company. They they try and consolidate their assets and get rid of, of uh, you know, things that to you know cut costs to make it look more presentable for the people who are going to buy buy you out. So that's that's you know that's what I've heard. Yeah, I just don't know if Vince would ever sell. No, I, I, no. Actually, I've heard that he wouldn't. As long as Vince is alive, he's not going to sell. Right. But stranger things have happened. Yes. So, I don't know. Like I said, we're all confused. I'm really confused. I. Who knows what the hell is going on inside these people's heads? And like you said. I thought the most surprising one was Alistair, the way they built him up with these new vignettes. And then he gets involved and started, was going to start a big feud with Big E. And then they release him. And he ordered. Like, ah. <laughs> it's just confusing. Yeah. yeah. And frustrating. And, yeah. And, and that's not only frustrating for Alistair, but for Big E as well. So that leaves, you know, him with nothing to do either. I have an idea of what he they could do. Not just play the ideas, but send him to Raw. Yeah, send him to Raw. You know, reunite him with Rest of the New Day and let him go after Bobby's going to need a new challenger for the title because he's mm -hmm. about to face Drew again for the title. We're tired of seeing that. So yeah, let Big E challenge Bobby Lashley for the for the title. Yeah, let Big E challenge Roman for the title. Yeah, they could <laughs> do that too. So, I guess it's Freddy's turn. Because <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> okay. So, it's been a couple of days. I've had a lot of a lot of different thoughts going through my head about all of this bullshit. And yes, it is all bullshit. So first, I'm going to start off by saying I'm going to spend my time talking about more of these stars than others. And that doesn't take away from any of the other stars I don't talk a lot about because a release is a release. So it's it's still going to hit those people hard. They're still going to have to go out there and try and find another way of doing what they love 
and to provide for themselves. So I'm going to start off with Santana Garrett. Yeah, you were supposed to debut on the main roster. They haven't done a lot with you. It's still unlucky that they let you go. So I, I feel bad for her. Lana, one of the ones that was a big surprise to me as well as most of us because you weren't ever really pushed that hard. You did some things with Lashley, mostly comedic. The lesbian angle thing, the stuff you did with Rusev. Which lasted about a week. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so you were never really pushed that hard, even in the end. So that's not a surprise to me. Still feel bad because you get accustomed to doing the same thing every single week. So to be let go is not good. And then we get to Ruby Riot. Someone who, from everything I've heard, always nice to everybody backstage. A complete sweetheart. If you got injured, she would be one of the first ones at your door greeting you with treats that you love and shit like that to help you get by. Just an all-around sweetheart. And like I said, one of, one of the only ones left of the Riot Squad, the namesake of the Riot Squad. You can't just forget about someone like that that easy. Someone who is beloved in the locker room. It's sad. I feel sad for her the most, I think, even though she is going to go back to Heidi Lovelace and a lot of people are already expressing interest in facing her. So she's going to be all right, but I still feel bad about it. That was one of the ones that caught me off guard. Murphy. Okay. Buddy Murphy, as I still call him, because fuck that, all the bullshit. And you just want to drop names and whatever. Someone who can strike as hard and as good as with the best of them. I mean, he went up against Alistair, and they had a couple of matches back in the day that were really damn good. And I, I think they could have been better, but to be in there with Alistair and all the shit they did and him dominating in 205 Live for a bit. Just someone completely underrated they could have done something better with. And now he's gone. So down to the two that completely angered me. I'm going to start off with Braun. If I, if this was me... 10 years ago when I would still spend my time creating characters on the Raw and SmackDown games. I would always create people that were buff as fuck, strong movesets, tall, had that WWE look that Vince liked. I probably created a bunch of people that looked like Braun Strowman before Braun Strowman even thought of coming into WWE. He is picture perfect when it comes to that. So to see someone who has the look, the potential, 
the move set if you let him have it has everything in his favor to be the biggest thing in WWE and it just never happens because I don't know if they didn't see it in him if it was just Vince's choice of him not seeing it but I don't know how it it just doesn't compute in my mind how you could have someone like him give him complete bullshit as much as we love the Nicholas thing when we were there and that was pretty cool to see we said it was cool to see that when that's one of the only things you can remember him doing in WWE other than the ambulance flips and all that that Johnny talked about when he was actually being focused on and being done good it, it's it's a shame of where he ended up with train noises and the steam and just not being taken seriously getting fucking slime poured on him yeah getting slime poured on him and having that chance near the end of being in the title picture and then just like that he's let go what the fuck like for real seriously what the fuck are people in wwe thinking it just doesn't sit right with me and i'm not the only one that it doesn't sit right with i know of a lot of people that are angry over this shit I just don't fucking understand these people. And then, like, Alistair Black. I'm gonna get into this shit. Dark Father character. All the vignettes. Something that he just got started, that it was mostly him. He was finally going to break out in the way that he wanted to because he was gonna, he was being given that creative freedom. He said this himself. He was like what they were doing with Brain and the Fiend in the beginning. They let him have that creative freedom. That's what they were doing here. Alistair had a hand in mostly creating the new song he was going to use, which not a lot of people knew about that. He had a new song he was going to use. Yes. He has new ring gear he, he was about to receive. He said this on his Twitch stream, which he went on the day after or the day of. I can't remember. It was the day of the release. He yep. went on there. He has and merch. He started throwing it all out. He has new merch that you can yeah. pre order. <laughs> you can still buy his merch. His new merch, even though he's not there anymore. Yeah. The, his new shirt is still on pre order. You can get it right now if you wanted to. I'm not gonna get that shit. Just wait till he gets his pro wrestling tees shirts. Yes. Then you go in there and buy all. Tommy in. Hell yeah. And and I, I heard he's he already has two different shirts I believe that he's released on uh, his Black Mask clothing line, which you can get to, which you can get through Black Blackcraft. So he's already working on shit. He's not giving a fuck, man. I I will say this though. I watched his Twitch stream and he was very humble, spoke nicely about WWE, spoke nicely about Vince, who the fuck knows why. But okay, if if that's what you wanna say, cool. 
Like, you've earned the right to say whatever you want to say. But one of the things he said about that Alistair character is that he was the devil with amnesia. That was how he described the character events. But in my eyes, Alistair is not the devil with amnesia. It's Vince who's the devil with amnesia. Old little psycho fuck who's only giving shit about money, doesn't give a shit about anything else, not how anybody feels. Some people might have respect for him like Alistair does, but I just don't see why. With all the bullshit that's done, all the pushes you give just to drop people, how are we supposed to give a shit about anyone if this is how you're going to treat that? How are we supposed to give behind any of the characters we see on TV when it's uncertain on if they're going to be there next week? Right now, with them releasing Braun, Lana, Ruby, everybody we've said, Alistair, those were top people that you were using still how how are we supposed to watch if we don't know if they're going to be there next week or not it makes zero sense to continue watching wwe if i hear of good shit happening andrew let me know if anything good happens because i know you'll probably still watch you're you're probably the one out of the three who's most likely to watch (laughs) and actually pay attention to what's happening because even if I have it on just out of habit, I can't promise yeah. that I'll be paying attention to the shit that's happening on screen. Because I, I mean, how, why am I supposed to give a shit? Yeah. I mean, we're still going to discuss the show. I'm still going to, you know, I'll listen to, you know, Sean Rossap, Fightful. I'll still listen to Russell's talk. I'll let, I'll let them tell me what's going on on the shows. <laughs> yeah. One way or another, whether we watch it or not, we're still going to know of what happened on Raw <laughs> SmackDown and all that shit. Which, by the way, we're not the, we'll watch it, but we'll... Yeah. yeah, we're not the last ones to to not watch shows anymore. Out of all the dozens of YouTube uh, uh, wrestling channels, there's only three left that still review Raw. Actually, two now, really. Uh, it was uh, Steven Larson going in wrong. They just ended their reviews. So now it's just uh, Sean Ross, Adam Fightful, and WrestleTalk. Out of all the other channels, WrestleMania, What Culture, the Cultaholic, they've all stopped reviewing Raw. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's really frustrating of where we're at with this company right now. And this was just kind of the little push we needed for people to finally snap. And we have snapped. So, yeah, feel sorry for all the people that were released. But I know they're going to land on their feet. There's a lot of talent there. So I'm not worried about if they'll end up somewhere or not. I know they will. So... Not too worried about that. Before we move on from this, I just want to say one more thing that just continued to anger me when all of this was going on. So this was said about Alistair Black's character. And 
I don't know if y'all heard about it or not, but this was this came from Booker T himself. He put out the statement, and it said, "You can't give a guy an intro, give him a black gimmick, a dark robe, and go out there and become a star. You know, you put you put him on that thing, mimics Alistair Black's entrance." The thing is, it did look cool, but understand you just can't get that gimmick and think because of the smoke and mirrors, you're going to go out there and get over. Alistair Black is a good worker, but I'm looking for a guy that's talent. I'm looking for a guy that's going to go out and do things totally different than everybody else on the roster. Alistair Black had his MMA getup, his Kung Fu Karate, Black Mask for the finisher. I get it. But for me, Alistair Black was a guy that didn't set himself apart from the rest of the guys in the locker room. What the fuck? That's that's just that's just an old school mentality. Right. Yeah. Look, me personally, I know two different versions of Booker T. WCW Booker T and WWF slash WWE Booker T. I respect WCW Booker T more than the Booker T of WWE. Harlem Heat, everything he did with his brother, like he was legit in WCW. I fucking love that guy. When you came to WWE, you weren't the same. You got paid, you got to do the spin-a-rooney. You were fucking king of the ring, which you were completely annoying, annoying with your fucking wife. So, you know, you're no one to say this about Alistair, the character. He had everything going for him as well. He had a lot more talent than you had. His black mask finisher is completely awesome. The way it looks and sounds, completely awesome. He made that character. Anybody else that tried to make that work wouldn't have made it work. He made it what it was. And it was fucking awesome, even though he didn't get pushed as hard as he was supposed to either once he came to the main roster. Just look at everything he did in NXT. Yeah, he was the biggest thing in NXT when he was there. And I'm not afraid to fucking say it. So to come out and say this bullshit when you were nowhere near the caliber of talent that Tommy is, yeah. Fuck you, Bertie, for putting out that bullshit. It, that was just the end for me. Hearing that, just it was a bad fucking time. Releases on top of what people were saying, not giving them the credit they deserve. Yeah, it it was just bullshit. I know they'll end up somewhere better, but. I can't wait for this 90 days to be over with because Vince is going to regret the shit he has done. Oh, yeah. In in the end, you know, they're all going to be all right. They all have enough talent that they're, they're going to be even better. You know, Vince actually did them a favor, a favor by releasing them because now they can go out and be real stars. And and I'm not talking about yeah. the the superstars. Okay, they're going to be wrestlers. You know, if you're in WWE, you're not called a wrestler. You're you're a superstar. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're better off. He did them a favor. I put out a message on Facebook saying, even though it is shocking what happened, they're going to be better off in the end. Because as soon as those 90 days are over, they're going to be picked up like that and be respected just like that wherever they go. So that was just our thoughts on the releases. A lot of people are mad, so are we. But we got to look at the big picture here and just be happy that they're going to go somewhere that they're respected. So So, as far as that, that, where do you think they're going to end up? We're going to touch on that here in a minute. I'm going to save that for after we go through the shows. I just want to give us a little bit to cool down and gather (laughs) our thoughts. So (laughs) I don't want to go into that talk going in there with a lot of rage. So I'm just going to let it calm down for a little bit. And I'm going to go to Johnny. And I know he has some thoughts on Raw. So... With what you got? Of course, they're negative thoughts. <laughs> it's nothing positive. Uh, yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Fine. We have a. There's a new. Uh, a new uh, analyst on Raw. Uh, former uh, UFC uh, commentator Jimmy Smith. Uh, you know, after one night, he is actually. Better than the, than the guy that had four, but other than that, a lot of the stuff on on Raw was just stuff that we've seen over and over again. We didn't need an, another Shawn Benjamin versus uh, Cedric Alexander match. And last week, didn't I predict that they were going to have another beat the clock challenge this time, Charlotte against Nikki Cross? Yeah, and that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. That after the after a, a Miss TV segment, that's uh, she took on Charlotte, and, and she only she only beat the clock because she ran away. That's that's not good for her. You you've had her in two beat the clock two minute matches two weeks in a row. And this one, you have her running away like like a coward, which I I know she's not a coward, but I don't like the way they're you know portraying her. You know they need to do better with her. I'm gonna save my negativity because I know Freddie has stuff too. <laughs> so maybe Andrew has something positive. I don't know if there's anything positive uh, or anything anything worthy <laughs> worthy of talk. Yeah. Uh, well, you had the Shane Reginald match. Oh, which you had which you had Reginald pin actually pin Shana after. You had Reginald body slam Shana. Yeah, and then he actually pinned her after the fire popped up out of the what they call it there. The uh, Pyro malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> and then Reginald goes on to uh, Alexis Playground. He's talking to 
Alexa then Shane comes up, beats the hell of hell of him, and challenges Alexa to a match next week. Which I guess we're gonna get Lily in the match or whatever. Or Alexa's version of Lily or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you had that. Yeah. And I guess the only other thing was uh Elias turning it back on Riker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I, you know, they did a backstage interview with Elias and I, with Elias and Riker. And, and I thought, uh, you know, Elias was almost getting a little too real with what he was saying. Yeah. Asking Riker if he's ever been in war. Come on. He he'd spent he'd spent a, had more than one tour of Iraq. Yeah, he goes, I served in Iraq. <laughs> of course, I know battle. I mean, Elias went, you know, without saying it. You know, he was pretty much saying, "I don't want to go on the road with somebody who who might have PTSD." Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty much all I had. Was oh, and Randy used the. Uh, Bro, Derek. Yeah, that was good. That was that's right now. If Roman Reigns is the best thing on SmackDown, RK Bro is the best thing on Raw right now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Morrison wearing the garlic necklace, <laughs> which is yeah. <laughs> the car, and and then and the man is not yeah. even acknowledging acknowledging that he was eaten by zombies. Right. Okay, ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I heard you speak about Reginald. I know he's very athletic. So for him to be put a spot, to be put in a spot with Shayna Baszler, I just enjoyed how athletic he is. Like, he made it believable that he could take on Shayna Baszler. And for Shayna Baszler to be in there fighting a guy isn't necessarily bad because of her MMA background. Like, it's going to look convincing if you put her in there with the right people. And I think putting her in there against Reginald looked good for both of them. I still don't know how, how I feel of Reginald getting the win on her. Because I, I think Shayna deserves better, but it was a good showing up until he defeated her. Mm-hmm. I do think this match is going to happen again, and there's not going to be any interference in none of that bullshit. And I think it's going to be a better look when Shayna gets the win there. So, yeah, I, I just really like that shit. And. To be honest, that was that was pretty much it. Like RK Bro, Randy hitting the Bro Derek. I fucking love that shit. Um, yeah, really, everything else was just a bit of a downer. Yeah, they they had a Kofi. Yeah, not losing. not a lot of good thoughts there on Raw. Kofi lost, yeah. and again, we're going to get another yeah. match between uh, Drew and Bobby at Hell in the Cell. 
Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, not a lot of good shit there. The only thing I will say since you brought up Kofi and Drew and since now it's going to be Drew going on against Lashley again, I think this might be it. This next match might be it for McIntyre. He's going to move on to something different. Yep. Because one of the news that's currently going around right now, or one of the rumors, and I know I talked about it last week, even though y'all hated when I said it, Lesnar has been moved from the alumni section to active roster on WWE.com. Well, well, remember when I said that he was one of the ones that was going to come back once the fans came back? Yeah. So, it looks like what I was thinking might actually happen. Because I know I've been talking with a couple of my friends, and even though they're not big on Lesnar and were mad at me as well when I mentioned Lesnar, they did agree that you need a monster to defeat a monster. And you've built up Bobby Lashley as one of the biggest monsters they have right now. So a beast to take out a beast. That's what you need. So, but that has yet to come. Raw was shit, even though there were a couple of good things in there. So, yeah, that was our mainly negative thought on Raw. So to continue with it and probably have a bit of the same end game here, I'm going to go over to Johnny and see what his thoughts were on SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown wasn't much better. Uh, I mean, you had that they actually opened the the match with the Usos against the the Mysterios. And, uh, you you know, the, the way the match ended was uh, Dominic rolled up one of the Usos, and the referee counted three, even though even though his shoulder was up, he didn't see it. So Roman got pissed because you know he you know he was telling, well, you know you you know you you promised you were gonna win, you know you you you, you told. You told the people, and you know, backstage, Usos were trying to tell him about the shoulder was up. And Roman's like, "I don't care." You know, you. This was the first match of the show, so you still have time to fix this. You know, go talk to Sonya, go talk to Adam, and, and get get another match for for later on. So that's what they did. So the show opened and closed with the same match. The Usos against the Mysterios. <clears throat> in the final match, which lasted a few minutes, Mysterios won again, but only because Roman interfered. So, you know, Roman's, as always, making it all, all about him. Uh, you know, he still was still telling Jay, you know, when you know when you're when you're with me you know you 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 headline show you made event but when you know once jimmy came back you started teaming with him 
now you're just opening the show. You know, and, and, and he, he even on purpose called Jay Jimmy. And Jimmy and Jay's like, I'm like, I'm I'm Jay. And Roman's like, it, it really does it really matter. <laughs> you know, so uh see where this where this goes uh from here i mean i think roman is just pissing both themselves off even more and it's gonna lead to a virtual heel turn i think other than that that was the only good thing on SmackDown. <laughs> commentary was bad on this show pat mcfee made a couple off off comments like during the first Mysterio's match, uh, you know, uh, you know, Michael Cole mentioned something about about Eddie Guerrero and 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 uh, uh, Pat McAfee said something like, "Well, yeah, and, and now now his now his son is going out to the tag house." He called hmm. Dominic. He referred to Dominic as Eddie's son. <laughs> we went through that already. Uh, yeah, and uh, Liv Morgan, when she 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 fought Carmella, when she came out, Michael Cole literally said, "Liv's going it alone tonight." Really, as if as if we weren't supposed to know that they were at least really right. As if okay, maybe Ruby just has to die off. <laughs> Come on. And and then Pat McAfee started said, "Yeah, Liv's had a bad week." I'm thinking, "Ooh, Pat, just say it, just say she got released. That's all y'all have to do. Y'all don't have to lie, to people. All right. I mean, I know. Okay, I know. Uh, we've said it before. This show's for kids. Kids don't give a crap about storylines or continuity or any of that. They just want to see." They want to see their favorite stars in wrestling. So that's why this company does some of the things they do. But, yeah, uh, commentary was bad on that last night, or for Friday night. But, yeah, we're doing this on Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's all I have for SmackDown. All right. Andrew, what were your thoughts on SmackDown? Is there really anything else on SmackDown? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, you had you had five matches, and two of them were the same one. Yeah, and but... it was and it was five matches that we've we've seen already. <laughs> yeah, and even though Aziz was. Commander stayed in the back. He still beat the hell out of Kevin in the back before the match. So. Yeah. <laughs> Although the beatdown that Roman gave Dom and Ray at the end mm. that was pretty drastic. <laughs> yeah, he 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 choked out the uh, choked out Dominic, and it, the, even and you know even the the Usos were trying to you know say, hey, that's enough, you know. Yeah, Jimmy walked away saying, not like this. I don't want to win it like this. Yeah. That's a sign of the slow heel turn. 
Right. Yeah, but that was pretty much all for SmackDown. Wasn't really much there. <laughs> no. And and like we've said many times, I'm I'm, I'm it's getting to the point where even something really great, like we we praised this new Roman Reigns character for what he's been doing. I'm still completely behind this Roman Reigns character. But even with that, with the lack of anything else on SmackDown, it's getting to the point where I'm starting to nitpick at things that Roman's doing. I'm starting to look at every little thing and just start noticing things that I don't like just because everything else is shit on SmackDown. As great as that beatdown was at the very end, what was the point of having the same match twice in one night if there wasn't going to be a different outcome? It's wasting our time. And I'm not saying the end wasn't great because it was a great beatdown of the Mysterios at the end. But if you're going to do that, just give it a give it to us in one match. And both matches had standard WWE finishes. First one had a roll up, the second one had a DQ. Yeah. So up until what happened at the very end, not including the promos that were cut throughout the show, it was a bit blah. Like it was cut and paste, the same match two different outcomes even though it was the same outcome you know <laughs> one a roll up the other one pdq like it could have saved us all a lot of time to just maybe cut the first match do the promos lead up to everything in the final match i don't know like i said roman is still one of the best things going on here him and the usos i love just some little things I would have done differently to make SmackDown maybe a little bit more exciting. And like I said, like we talked about in the beginning with the releases, this is where the shit with Alistair would have gone down. So that could have filled in some time. Just saying. Don't know why they're doing this, but... It was what it was. And thank I think maybe the reason they had that match on there twice was because maybe they did have something planned with the rest, but you know, maybe they did have something with Big E announced. Yeah. There there definitely was something there for Big E and Alistair to do because even Alistair said that this Friday was when everything was supposed to kick off between them two. So yeah, I guess they just had to fill for time, and this is what they came up with. So, thanks a lot, WWE, for wasting our time once again. Although, maybe it might lead to something we've, I don't know if we've ever seen before, but we haven't seen it in a while. Roman and Ray one-on-one. Not sure if we've ever, I don't know if we've seen one. 
I, I would actually, I wouldn't mind seeing that as a few for the universal title. Yeah. Maybe this beat down causes that to happen for. And it could be, and it could be continuity. You could say, you know, they're both teams are going after both the universal and the tag team titles at the, at the same two teams. Yeah. Maybe. We'll hey, yeah. if that's what <laughs> happens. If, that, if that's what comes from this, cool. I'd be all down for it. But I'm just going to keep in mind what Johnny said a couple of minutes ago. Continuity is not their strong suit. So, <laughs> hey, if it happens, cool. But we're going to have to wait and see on that. So now that we got our moments in there for SmackDown, I'm going to go to that. Johnny first and see what his thoughts were on NXT. Well, I I, I didn't watch NXT. I, I heard about what happened just because I was going to watch it, but, you know, this news broke and it just got me, just bummed me out and got me down. So I I, I do know somewhat of what took place. And uh, I'm sure Andrew's going to elaborate, but it just, which is good. Uh, but the main event was a... a uh, triple threat uh, between that kicked uh, off the show. Oh, okay. That kicked, kicked off the show. show. Yeah. 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 Okay. See, I had it wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was between Pete Dunn, uh, Gargano, and who was the third one? Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Yes. And the winners was would face Kieran Cross for the the NXT title at. Uh, no, at not no way uh, in your house. I don't know why I said that. In Welcome your house, <laughs> NXT in your, in, NXT no way out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in your house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next Sunday, and this match had had a it had a main roster finish to it. It had ended in no contest, which. Uh, Triple threats aren't supposed to end in no contest, but uh, uh, Kieran Cross came down. No, not Kieran no. Cross. See, uh, see, I almost forgot. Adam Cole. Yes, Adam Cole came out. He beat all, beat up all three guys in the ring. He beat up the referee, which caused the match to stop. And so. Later on, I he you know Adam Cole cut a promo saying that you know he he, he wanted a shot at the at the NXT title even though he hasn't even he has hasn't even won a match this year in twenty twenty one. So then uh, you know what I'm gonna let Andrew take it from here. <laughs> Then Karrion Cross comes out, and they get in each other's face, and they're arguing about how they could beat each other. And this is where Regal comes out and tells Adam that you're not going to talk your way into a the title picture. Then this is what Karrion tells Regal, hush, Regal, I don't handle this. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to give me all four of these guys at one time, and I'm going to beat the hell out of them. I'm going to prove I'm the best in NXT. So it's a fatal five way now for the title for per Karrion Cross's request. 
<laughs> he asked and, for the fatal five way so he can beat off where these guys down. And then now that Braun Strowman's not there anymore, Raw needs a big uh, needs a big guy. So I know I'm almost I'm in there, but they need a, a main roster big guy. So what I've heard is that this is how you know Kieran's going to lose the title and then be shifted up to the main roster. He's going to lose the title without being beat. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah, he, he won't take the pin. But Correct. Yeah. But then after that, I've heard he's he's headed to the main roster, as is a lot of other NXT people, which we'll, we'll get into that more later on. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, that's how that turned out. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just setting up. This basically show just basically set up in your house. Because uh, Ember Moon calls out Raquel and challenges her for the title. And they fight and have to be separated by security. Uh, let's see. And Atl Jake Atlas was fighting LA Knight. And while he was fighting... Uh, DiBiase came out and watched, and as he was watching, Cameron Grimes came out and watched, and so somehow LA Knight got distracted, and he lost. So now <laughs> you have Cameron Grimes and LA Knight fight at In Your House to see who's worthy of the million-dollar legacy. <laughs> yeah, see, I think this is when they're going to bring up million-dollar title. And right. probably the, the winner of that match will become the million-dollar champion. Yeah. Um, and there was actually a really good match because Kushida had an open challenge for the championship. There's a, a new person, Carmelo Hayes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of him. Uh, he put on no. a real good show with Kushida, but Kushida finally got him in the hoverboard lock for the win. But he put up a really good match and put up a good fight against Kushida. Uh, we Bronson Reed got a new challenger for the North American title. Yeah, because Escobar tried to get involved in the MS the MSK Legado Fantasma tag team title match, and Reed took him out. <laughs> we let him get involved. Yeah, um, uh, I, I I like that move. That's a good a good a move for Escobar. He moves moves up from the cruiserweight title picture. Yeah, and that was pretty much the show. And Indy's still going around looking for Dexter. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this yeah. is the best show in WWE, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think Johnny's right that with these releases and the way they're doing Karrion Cross. And now making it a fatal five way. Yeah, he is going to move up to the main roster. At least that's what a lot of people are thinking. I know I thought of that as soon as I heard it was a five way match. It protects him with the loss because he doesn't, he isn't really pinned. So it protects him, move him up. But it also scares me 
because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to lose the momentum you have with carrying. And we know the moves from NXT to main roster, nine times out of ten, it doesn't end up good as these releases come out. Kind of proves it as well. So we'll see. Hopefully they don't damage this character of Carrion, but I, I just hope they do right by him. I know I say that a lot, but I really hope they do. And like Johnny said, there's going to be a lot of call-ups. They're in desperate need of call-ups in the mm-hmm. women's division. Yeah, I've heard lots of names. A couple of big guys to come back. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm not going to talk anymore because you have a delay in in your audio, so (laughs) go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I just think whoever they call up, it's going to leave NXT with a big in a big disadvantage and they're not going to be able to have the same quality of show for a while, they're going to need to build up some more people. So it's just, it's just going to carry across all brands and uh, it's going to be a rough time for WWE for a little while to come back from this. So we'll see how they decide, how they decide to go through with that. So now that we've got our moments in there for WWE, I'm going to go over to Johnny and see what he enjoyed from Dynamite. I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about Dynamite, but uh, there's one thing in particular I want to talk about, and I, I know Freddie probably wants to talk about the same thing. Uh, and Andrew might have a different moment, which is good. Uh, the one I wanted to bring up was after the first match, uh, it starts out with... Uh, Tony Schiavone introduced Mark Henry. Mark Henry comes out. Uh, and I I, I like this, the line that he said. Uh, he said, I'm not here to fix AEW because AEW is not broke. That that was a good line. But, you know, Mark, he, pretty much he's there. to. He's going to be an analyst on the new Rampage show. And he's also going to be a coach uh, behind the scenes. <clears throat> so good for him. But. <clears throat> then uh, Vicky Guerrero comes out, and you know, you know, she comes on. You know, she comes out because she automatically starts screeching her, you know, excuse me. And she gets in the ring, and she she tells Mark and Henry, or Mark Mark Henry, not Mark and Henry, Mark Henry and Tony to to leave the ring. And she, the whole time, she's yelling so. You almost can't understand what she's saying, but she she wants she said I'm gonna introduce a, a a man who he's won titles all over the world and he's a third generation wrestler. And when she said the name, the first part you could pretty much understand, the second part you almost couldn't. But she introduced Andrade El Idol, so. Not even three months after being released from WWE, Andrade is now in AEW, which I, I love. I love this move. You know, he he didn't have much to say, but 
but then again, he he said a lot more than he ever did in WWE. He he said he's he, he was once known as the face of Latinos. Now he's going to be known as the face of all elite wrestling. Which the day after Rampage debuts on August fourteenth, Andrade is going to take on Kenny Omega for the for the AAA Mega Championship at at Triple Mania. For Triple A, so hopefully maybe they're gonna uh, they'll work something out. You know, this summer they'll they'll set that match up even you know even more than to advertise it because I, I know uh, <laughs> I, I I know a lot of people don't watch Triple A, but I have a feeling that once we get to August fourteenth. Wherever you can find that pay per view, it's gonna have a lot, a lot more buys than they've ever had before. Hell yeah! All right. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, which was probably the biggest moment of the night, I would say, I'm gonna go over to Andrew and see what he thought of Dynamite. My favorite moment was the kickoff match for the titles with the Young Bucks versus the Bastard Pack and Penta. Whatever his name <laughs> is. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, with, but we did get a appearance by the Elite Hunter, <laughs> Frankie Kazarian, attacking Michael. Michael Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Nakazawa <laughs> ringside. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match was just an offensive showcase between these two tag teams. And what do you expect? And it looked for a minute there that they were going to let Pack and Penta win, but that's when Brandon Cutler came with the camera and hit Pack while he was on the top rope. So. Totally ruined that, but fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, that was just all action. I don't think there was a slow mo, but during the match, even when they went to commercial break, the action was still fast paced. So yeah, that was my favorite moment. You, you, you didn't like uh, Nia Rose throwing cheeseburgers? No, that reminded me of Kofi and the pancakes. <laughs> 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 uh, um, Miro cut a promo in the back, and I do like that he said, "Shout out to my wife for being hot." Hot, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder where she's going to end up. Hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think that was yeah. pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. When whenever he said that, it, it it brings up a couple of different things I've had in my mind that I've heard other people say. Like he's never referenced her, he's never brought her up the whole time. He's been in AEW, so I don't know what kind of situation they have on how they would bring her in. They would have to build something between Lana and Miro again. 
I don't know how they would do that, but if anyone's able to pull that off, it's AEW. So we'll, well, we'll see what they CJ have to come Perry. up with there. Yeah. Is that are a completely new name? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll just yeah. call her Miss That's Miro. why I just said Juan. <laughs> Miss Miro. <laughs> Mrs. Miro. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's why I just said Lana, because I I don't know what name they would use. I don't know if she would want them to use CJ Perry. They're probably just gonna have to come up with a name for her. So that kind well, of simplifies, might, even though it's they still, might just refer to her as CJ. Yeah, that's not bad. I would take just CJ. Yeah, so it's still fairly new. They I'm already have sure a Perry on the roster, there, but they they have three months. <laughs> yeah, but they got like like yeah, so like four pages and cages. <laughs> Very true as well. So it's just obvious of where she's going to end up. It's just how they're going to bring her in. So we'll have to see what they do with that. And yes, man, fucking Andrade coming into AEW. One of the things I said wanted to happen as soon as he got released. And there was, there is that connection there where he's going to face Kenny for the title at Triple Mania. So every, everything's there for Andrade to be a success in AEW. So I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, just lots of shit in AEW. This new move with Andrade they got going on. I, I think he would be better off without the mouthpiece that is Vicky Guerrero, but yeah, maybe this is just a way to work him in. So it, it's he doesn't need a mouthpiece. Like you had Selena in WWE, which was fine. We enjoyed it. Go different. I don't. I don't think he needs her, but maybe to start off, it's fine. Just have her go back to doing what she did with Nyla, and just stay off to the side on this one in the end. So I'm still excited to see where it goes. So good shit to come from AEW in the future, especially since they're going to capitalize on releases. So to go back to that, we're gonna and go they're on, I was gonna say, and they are on Friday again next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, about yes. that, they they were saying that you know their next, they're not gonna tape live again until Saturday, June twenty sixth. That's when they're they're gonna have Dynamite live again uh, because of the NBA playoffs. So the next. They they're tape they taped the, the next two weeks shows Friday night and last night. So, yeah, so they're all all, right. all good. Yeah, all good the timing. The... Yeah, and and the timing it's killing them because last Friday's you know first Friday night Dynamite after SmackDown only did five hundred twenty six thousand views viewers, which is very low for AEW standards. Because it comes on 9 o'clock at night here. Yes. (laughs) 10 o'clock if you're on the East Coast. Right. That's why. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the time slot that's causing that to happen. But it's just for a couple more weeks. Once they go back to normal, I don't think they'll have anything to worry about. So I don't either. They'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's AEW. They're going to be fine. So nothing to worry about there for now. So now that we've cooled down a little bit and we've gone through the shows of the week, I'm going to go one by one on the release stars. And I'm going to see where you think they will end up. So to start out with, just to make sure everybody's on the right page. I know Johnny already said Lana to AEW, and I think the same. I'm pretty sure Andrew feels the same way about that. Where else would she go? Come on. Yeah. (laughs) No, she's going to follow her. Hey, man. Yeah, I just know some people think differently, so I wanted to. Unless somebody gets her a really fat. All right. (laughs) That would have to be a hell of a chat. So next on the list, I'm gonna see what Johnny thinks about Santana Garrett. I think Santana Garrett would be would. Do good in uh, probably. I'm gonna say Ring of Honor because she, you know, she didn't get much of any exposure on the main roster, and so she could use Ring of Honor to to hone her her skills a little more. I know uh, Maria Canellas is she's over that women's division now, developing it, and so I, I know she'll you know, she'll do her do her right. They're just uh, getting their Women's division restarted again. Sorry for the barking dog in the background. But, yeah, I think, you know, Ring of Honor would be a good place for her. All right. Andrew? Uh, I agree. Send her Ring of Honor. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. I mean, if if it's not Ring of Honor, I would say just do rounds of the independence. I know, like like Johnny said, she needs to be built back up because they didn't do a lot with her. Yeah. So, yeah, I, just go through the independence. I would also say impact. Yeah, impact would be a good one as well. I just know there's decent money to be made through the independence and, you know, work on your skills, get yourself better. You're still pretty young. So you can take a year or two, make the rounds, work on yourself, and then you can come back, you know, impact. Yeah, that'll work for me, even AEW if they wanted it. So that would be a good move for her. Uh, Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, uh, I think she'll end up in AEW. I know, and uh, when when we get to All Out, they're going to have the women's Casino Battle Royal this time around, and I think she would be a good fit for the Joker.
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Is he still there? Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to take over. Oh, I didn't know you were done, man. All right. I see me doing this. <laughs> okay. Well, Andrew. <laughs> Where do we have Ruby going? Why not send her to Impact? It's a good show. I think she's got a big enough name and big enough following. She could probably make. Have a pretty good showing there. Yeah, the, there's some good matches there. She got to have. Uh, she could uh, face Deanna Prado for the title and have, you know, matches with Jordan Grace and uh, with uh, Rachel Ellery. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. My thought is going to be just like what a lot of people are thinking. Uh, yeah, like Johnny said, AEW, I think their women's division needs a little bit of help, even though it's been getting a little better. And with them having a new champion, I know they did the shit with the burgers. That was a little weird, but fine. <laughs> it happened. You know, yeah, I just think they could bring her in to start working with Britt Baker and immediately fill and put herself in on that top echelon of women they could have over in AEW. So, hell yeah. I think I think that would be the move. So, off to Buddy Murphy. Hmm. Okay. Well... <clears throat> And I, I know, you know, all, all these people, you know, the first thing everyone thinks about is AEW. Well, that's what I thought about, too. <laughs> what, uh, see, Muddy Murphy is a tough one because I would say I, th I think he would be a better fit in New Japan because he can go after, he could go after the, uh, the junior heavyweight title, and he could be in all the different like G1 tournaments and bets of Super Juniors. And he, you know, he would. He, there's a lot of great matches he could have there with uh, Ishii and uh, and Takagi and Naito. Also, you know, the guys from Australia. It's a lot. It's a, it's a shorter trip to get to us to Australia from Australia to Japan than it is from. Australia to Jacksonville, you know. So, uh, even though I know Kenny Omega has always said that one of his dream matches would be against Buddy Murphy, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe once Kenny wins the IWGP title as part of his uh, belt collector storyline, maybe he can, he can have a match against Murphy for that title. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I know he, he's talked about it, so it's eventually going to happen. And I know Kenny still would love to work with New Japan, so if he does go over there, it, it can still happen either way. So, hell yeah. That would be a good move for him. Andrew? I think he would be a good fit in Impact. He could go over there and he could immediately be like top guy, title pitcher type guys over there. <laughs> At least I think so. Yeah. I mean, look, the good thing about Buddy Murphy is his style is adaptable to wherever he goes. He could right. he could fit in well. His striking style is one of a kind. So wherever he goes, he could work on it and adapt it to where he is. So, yeah. In, initially, my thoughts about Murphy... Okay, so I gave this shit a lot of thought when it comes to the last three. So my initial thoughts on Murphy were he did a lot with Alistair in WWE here near the end. So I thought they could come into AEW as a package. Like, let's say all out, Tony Khan could be like, hey, look, we're going to throw a surprise match into the mix. We're, gonna, we're not going to let you know who it is. We're just going to have two guys come in and try out for AEW at the pay-per-view. And it comes down to this mystery match they're going to have. And you just have Murphy versus Alistair. Tommy End versus whenever Murphy wants to go by. I'm looking at right now. Yeah, and they would just both come into AEW as a big old fuck you to Vince for letting us go and have a hell of a match on their first night. Yeah, Tommy in versus Matthew Adams. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, he was Matt. That that was my. He was Matt Silver on the Independence. Okay. Yeah, he'll go back to that. (laughs) All right. He'll go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, he could go back to that. Yeah. So that was my initial thought on that. But for Murphy, I just say he goes he goes to New Japan. I think he could he could be a big force in the G one tournament and and he could face Kenny because there's that connection between New Japan and AEW. And either way, they could still do that match with Alistair because of the working relationship that's still there. Fuck you, WWE. Stay away from that. Um, Yeah, so I think he could go to New Japan and be pretty damn good. So now we're going to go over to Alistair. You know, Alistair, I'm going to say EW as well, like like Freddie said. Maybe he comes in with with Buddy Murphy. If not, you know he could he could still be a a, <clears throat> a, a star in in AEW. You know, there's just all different matches you could think of of him. He could, you know, he could 
go be a good opponent for Darby Allen or or maybe even like maybe Brian Cage. You know that there's lots of possibilities there, but I I think I think Alice is going to be in in AEW or Tommy End, and along with that. You know, what bring on his bring his wife in too as well. See ya. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> that that's definitely if if it's something they do, power couple. So hell yeah. I'm yeah. in for that. Andrew. I think Alistair would be a great fit. Just about anywhere you decided to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with his wrestling style, being a striker in the strong style, I think he'd really flourish in New Japan. Going against the likes of like Okada and Bushi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know all those guys over there. <laughs> those are the other two of you. It's okay. <laughs> I think he'd fit in really well over there because his yeah, style is a lot like their style. If they use a right, way. yeah. And it's yeah. And if he goes with like his look, all the tattoos and everything, being a darker character, I think he'd do really good with the Japanese audience because the mysterious yeah. art character they like that over there. Definitely, like the. Like where Jericho used the pain maker character over there. Right. He could be because something like the, that or the, even darker. The whole dark dark father character, that was his idea. So right. he could he could debut that, you know, wherever he goes. He's a very versatile person. He can work with whatever's given to him. He he can make it work. So this is far out there. So I don't know if this would happen. I know the Bullet Club isn't what it used to be. I know they've been lacking names. There's a way to solve that you know what if he does go to new japan and first night he just becomes a member of the bullet club imagine that yeah. shit yeah i know i know they like big imposing figures in bullet club so who i mean i know there's bigger people as far as size but as far as style and looks Alistair's it, man. Tommy's it. Bring him in. Hell yeah. Would love him in the Bullet Club. But if, I, like I said, that's a very far out thing. I don't think that'll happen. With what just happened this last week in AEW, three months down the line after the 90 days end, just imagine Andrade out there with Vicky by his side, they're just talking shit on how we've been great the past three months. Nobody's been able to beat me. There's no one in this company that can take me on. I've proven that these last three months. And just out of nowhere, you hear 
Tia's menacing laughter, and you just hear <laughs> you hear her say, not these exact words, but something on along the lines of, "Remember me, bitch." Yeah. So you you leave because I know they brought up people leaving WWE before AEW doesn't give a shit. So they could be like, so you go back from one company and you just hook up with some old bitch when you used to have me in your corner? Yeah. Well, I didn't come alone. And you just bring in Tommy and Thea. Power couple. Against her former employee, whatever you want to call them, business partner, or whatever the shit you want to call it. Yeah, I think there could be some great shit there if Alistair doesn't go to New Japan. So, again, he's Alistair, like Buddy Murphy, one of those that'll fit in wherever he goes. Because Alistair did take the NXT title from Andrade when Andrade moved up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a lot of ways they could tie those it in two there. Guys. Yeah, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited for 90 days from right now. (laughs) (laughs) So last but not least, Braun Strowman. Oh, don't say that. He'll slap you. (laughs) Don't say (laughs) last but not least. (laughs) Uh, Braun, his his opportunities are going to be endless. Like I said, Earlier, he's he's a, a millionaire. His price tag gonna be high. Uh, you know, there are conflicting reports. You know that he wants to go into bodybuilding, so maybe he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. In fact, he's even said to Vince, you know, the day that he he takes off his wrestling boots for 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 him for the last time, he's not gonna wrestle anymore. But like they say, money talks. So. I, I've heard, you know, uh, Tony Khan wants wants him in AEW. I, I know Billy Corgan said he wants he would want him in NWA, which you know they could use a, a bigger star there. They have a few stars, but I think he might wind up in a in AEW because I, I think you know AEW want. They not so much to fill the void that Brody Lee left, but someone that has a similar appearance. And it would be it would be ironic that uh, he would uh, Adam Shearer would replace uh, someone who used he used to team with in the Wyatt family in in AEW too. Not not maybe not join the Dark Order, but at least to take over somewhat that role you know AEW. they have some some big men they got brian cage they got lance archer miro but i think braun is at a slightly higher level than than the rest of them <clears throat> so yeah i think uh, i think braun or or adam will end up in in AEW. And let me let me just get this one point point out there that Bray Wyatt is the only member of the Wyatt family that still remains in WWE. Hmm. Uh, uh, 
Bradley Lee was re released in 2019. Of course, we lost him last year. Uh, Eric Rowan was released last year, and now Braun Strowman. Just something to think about. Yeah. I mean, years down the line, whenever they were doing the Shield versus the Wyatt family and all the amazing shit they were doing, who would have thought that we would be in the position we're in right now? Hmm. Where there's only one existing member left of the Wyatt family in WWE. The Shield is no more, and even though they've done some things recently with Seth and Roman, it's never going to be the same again. So I would have never thought this, but it is what it is. So it's sad. It's just sad of what it all has become. So, Andrew, where would you have Braun going? Okay. He's probably going to go to AEW. But here's my idea. Send him to New Japan. <laughs> Can you imagine him <laughs> in New Japan taking over the Bullet Club? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I've ever. I don't know if I've ever seen one anyone that big in New Japan. I know Lance Archer was there, but I don't think he, he's as big as Braun, is he? No, I know he's bigger than Lance. Right. And I think Lance is the biggest guy I've ever seen in New Japan, but I think Braun would dominate over there. Oh, yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he most definitely would. So that's not But bad. he'll probably end up in AEW, but I'll yeah, see him in New to Japan. Me, yeah. To me, Braun was a bit difficult to choose because even though he could fit in in AEW, I think NWA maybe could use someone like him, like Johnny said. He's the big old question mark to me. I would want to see him in AEW just so he could go up against Lance Archer and Powerhouse Hobbs. I think they could have some really good matches, maybe even one day a triple threat for the heavyweight championship. So, yeah, he's a, bit, he's a bit of a question mark to me, but AEW is a good fit for him. New Japan, some big guys up there. So, yeah, one of those two would work fine for me. So, plenty of places where these people could go. So, we're just going to have to wait and see once these next three months clear up there's going to be yeah. a big old shakeup, and i am down for it and by the way there was a rumor going around that and that after after they released the, these uh, wrestlers that that wwe realized that you know once the, the 98 days was up that's just going to be a couple days before all out so there was the rumor that they extended the no compete class to end the day after and all that, but that was just a rumor. That's that's not true. They're all going to be available yeah. for all out. Hell yeah! I'm glad that was just a rumor. So, like I said, 90 days from now, we're going to be very excited for the following week. So, 
now that we've gone through our thoughts on that, it's time to stop the brain. Okay. From November of 1998 to August of 2002, WWE had the Hardcore Championship. Who has the most reigns as Hardcore Champion? Bonus points if you tell me how many reigns they had. Uh, <laughs> Crash Holly. Like a- <laughs> uh, I think it was, I want to say 22. Okay. He did have 22 reigns, but he didn't have the most. <sighs> Maven had 27 reigns. When Maven, yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you know what? No one ever talked about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no one. Mm. <laughs> In fact, um, I mean, uh, we said this before. Ray, Maven never officially was eliminated from the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's he good. That, that, that's good, though. I mean, <laughs> I, I I didn't realize that. Uh, you know, that's I I, I think maybe uh, you know I I like Megan. I think he could have been more of a star than, than what what he was. <laughs> and yeah. one time he was rumored well, to be that's two the uh, exalted one. Really. Yeah, there was rumors he was the exalted one because he was seen in AEW show before. Uh, you remember that? <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You Never said mind. Raven? You said Raven? No, Maven. I was going to say, Raven was the one that was seen yeah. in the crowd. <laughs> you almost yes, confused me. You almost confused me there for a minute. Yeah, it was Raven. Okay, see, at first I thought you said Maven. Oh, no, I said Raven. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, I've never even heard of Maven winning the hardcore time. No, Demon. it was Raven. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. I was like, no wonder no one ever talked about that. No, they don't. Bro, you need to know clear, why. You need, to, you need to clear up your M's and your R's. You confused me as well. I was like, wait, <laughs> Maven held it 27 times? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Maven, but for a second there, now now this just negates the line I was about to use. I was gonna say this is this is the second thing that caught me off guard this week. First the releases, now Maven being a twenty-seven time champion. No, man. Okay. Wow. Well, this was. Did I say Maven? I'm. I yeah, you I did say Maven. Maven. You did say Maven. I did. I thought I said Raven. It's Raven. Uh, I mean, that makes more sense. I mean, <laughs> yes, but at, at the it same time. It says Raven in my notes, damn it. <laughs> in Andrew's defense, close enough. Yeah. I mean, as far as the name. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on well, that I had, note, I, 
I had the second place. I hope everyone. I mean, it was good to end, end this show on, on a laugh. <laughs> yes, it was really good to end this show on a laugh. Because with with the way the week went after the releases, I know we were truly bummed out, as a lot of people are. A lot of people filled with rage still to this day, as we are. But it was good to end the day on a laugh. So thank you, Andrew, for that. For once, you weren't the one triggering us. <laughs> you were the one with the comedic relief. <laughs> so, if you have any questions or comments, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. You can message us, see us live there from now on, and we're working on getting up the YouTube by next week. I know I was. I was almost close to having it today, but there was a bit of an issue there. But that should all be cleared up by next week. So if you have any questions or comments, just hit us up on Facebook and we'll get you from there. So hope everyone's able to have a good week and we'll talk to y'all next weekend. Again, hashtag boycott WWE. We'll see you next week. Check you later. <laughs> Already tweeted it out. Hashtag boycott WWE. Have a good one, folks.